And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We have your one playoff game. Finally, the NBA just gave us one playoff game, Mo. I'm Dave DeFore. That's Mo DeKeel. And Mo, the game that they gave us, wow. Kevin Durant gave us an all-timer. I mean, I think we can say that safely. Uh, 114 to 108, the Brooklyn Nets storm back in this game. And frankly, Mo, we got to start with just the the big picture here. The Nets are now up three to two. They stole this one, Mo. They stole this. And and you couldn't have been more correct about KD doing an all-timer. 48 minutes, 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, only three turnovers, 16 to 23 from the field. Dave, like he just went unconscious. And it, it, it was really in the second half because you know six to ten in the first half and and just exploded and it was a phenomenal sight to watch for everybody that's been hating on kd doubting on kd like we we need the gladiator meme right now of are you not entertained like that was amazing if i had told you that two former oklahoma city thunder combined for 76 points in this game you probably would have guessed kevin durant was one of them i mean 49 points the other one, Jeff Green, 27 points, 7 of 8 from 3, fantastic defense on Giannis all night. And and the combo of those two guys won this game. I mean, it's just, just what a crazy performance, not just from KD, but Jeff Green was fantastic. It could have been so much worse at halftime. Like, the Nets were down 16 at halftime, and really it was only KD and Jeff Green making shots and it was Jeff Green like that was the big thing I think he had like four threes in the first half on his own and I, when you just kind of he kept them in it then everybody started to get going you know Landry Shamit hit a couple of big shots had a big drive to the hoop had a big drive and kick out to Jeff Green for a three you know they started to get a lot more comfortable everybody looked a little more fluid it was just an impressive performance but it was all on the backs of Kevin Durant like we can't talk about that one enough Dave well, let's go back to that because obviously a big difference between games three and four and game five, and I would even argue big way in the in big difference in the way that this was officiated as well. Sixteen free throw attempts for Durant. It didn't feel like PJ Tucker was able to be as physical with Durant, and he was getting a lot more space. Just seemed like he was more comfortable because of the whistle. Yeah, and I think that's just the way playoff basketball goes, right? Like I'll just tell you from experience, the after every playoff game, we're sending clips to the league, and 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 so is the other team, and we're going, what the hell is this? Why is this a foul? Why wasn't this a foul? And so on. So you're doing all of that stuff, and you know Steve Nash with his comments after Game Four, talking about I don't even think these were actual basketball activity plays and things like that. So. You know, it's it. I think we're all expecting this type of whistle, and I won't be surprised to see it shift the other way for Game Six. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about how the Bucks built their early lead. I mean, James Harden played in this game. He, you know, he hasn't played all series. Uh, I guess he played the first forty-three seconds of Game One, then went out with the hamstring. 
Harden did not look good at all. He was mostly a decoy the entire night. End of the game, he started to do a little bit more stuff, but still, just not what you expect out of Harden. 1 of 10 from the field, 0 of 8 from 3. You know, he had 8 assists, he had 6 rebounds, but but mostly, Mo, it seemed like his job was to stand around and just draw attention. I mean, and this is the understandable thing of he struggled. Like, I don't think anybody's upset. It should be upset with his game. He literally is coming out. He shouldn't have been playing, if you want my honest opinion. You know, even even if he got going a little bit in the second half, I, I was watching the first half, so the dude can barely move. And even on the times, the few times he went into the paint, it was slower than Joe Ingles. So, you know, when you look at it in, in that sense, it was just not a good hardened thing. Now, he made some great passes, was eight assists tonight. Solid game from him on that, that perspective of, of creating and playmaking. But, you know, I, I did not feel comfortable watching him play, Dave. Well, what worked so well for the Bucks? Because, you know, I, I don't know why they went away from this. It seemed like the offense had some movement. Giannis was catching the ball on the move. And then things changed. So so what was working so well in that first half, Mo? Well, I think you touched on it. There was ball movement. There was player movement. They were running actions. There were screen and rolls and, and little, you know, uh, uh, pin downs and things like that to free up guys and, and opportunities like that. Everybody was touching the ball. You had stuff where you had Connaughton making plays and driving to the hoop. You had everybody got opportunities in the offense in the first half. And then when the second half came, it completely flipped and it turned into a heavy isolation game from the Bucs. You know, and it wasn't just Giannis. I mean, there were times where I, I still don't understand it. I tweeted it out. Chris, I mean, Drew Holiday gets a pick and roll with Giannis to get uh, Joe Harris switched on to Giannis, which happens. But he decides to take Kevin Durant one on one. It doesn't make any sense on that in that regards. It was those kinds of decisions. And if it was drive, okay, I don't have it, kick it out, and the next guy is going to go one-on-one. They made shots in some of those instances, but it was just bad, bad offense in the second half. Well, in that second half, there was a stretch from about the middle of the third to the first couple, three minutes of the fourth. The, the Nets went on a 35-17 to 17 run. What was going on with the Bucks' offense? I mean, you you mentioned it, the lack of movement, settling for the isolation, but they also just weren't hitting shots. It just seemed like they just went totally cold, and the Nets' defense almost appeared to get into their head a little bit. Well, I think that's the product of the not moving the ball. You weren't getting the good looks and the clean looks you were getting in those opportunities. It was a, a, a vastly different game if you just watched the first half and walked away and then watched the second half you would have thought these were two completely different games it was just a matter of yeah the shots aren't going to fall because they're not getting it in rhythm you haven't touched the ball for six minutes and all of a sudden you're getting a, a kick out with three seconds left on the shot clock scenario it's a tough position to put a role player in you know i just think overall they it was shocking to kind of watch you know Charles Barkley called them stupid in the first ha- a- halftime you know talking about the Bucks offense and it was true they could have been up so much more in the first half but you know they just really let themselves down in the second half so where the hell do the Bucks go from here their backs against the wall they're they're gonna have to go back for game six in Milwaukee down three two they can't solve the Brooklyn Nets with only Kevin Durant and uh, James Harden playing on one leg. I don't think Kyrie Irving's coming back. So what do you expect out of Bu- out of the Bucks in game six after dropping this? I mean, this is going to haunt them, I think, in the next game. 
Well, I don't know if it's going to haunt them in the next game, but it's going to haunt them in the offseason if they lose the next game. I think you have to kind of look at it and and have the conversation of look at our offense in the first half, look at our offense in, in the second half, look at our defense in the first half, and look at our offense in the second half. Like, guys, you know what we need to do. At this point, it's not a matter of plays and what do we run and how can we take advantage of this you know what you need to do at this point you know you're in game six of this series it's just a matter of like we need to go execute and we need to go get back to playing buck style basketball and not this isolation stuff now can brooklyn pull this off again you know this this is almost a miracle okay kevin durant 49 points 17 rebounds 10 assists three steals two blocks and absolutely all-time playoff performance to win this game. Does he have another one in him, you think? I think he might, but I don't know if you're going to get another 27 points from Jeff Green. Like, that's kind of the thing. The the next leading scorer is Blake Griffin with 17, who also played pretty well. But I don't know if you're going to get that type of play from your role players. I believe in KD. Like, I have no questions <laughs> yeah. about that. Like, I'm not one of those guys hating on KD. He can do that again. I think... It'll be interesting to see if he goes 48 again next game or is projected to go 48 again next game because it does wear down on your legs and get you a little bit tired in that sense. And I'm looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, but it, it, it will be interesting. I mean, it's going to be exciting to watch. And if you're the Nets right now, you got to be feeling so good and smell blood in the water right now. Hey, Mo, there were also some all-NBA team uh, announcements today. Uh, there were three of those, three all-NBA teams, and the voting came out. All-NBA first team, Giannis, Jokic, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard. And that just seems pretty dead on to me, Mo. Yeah, I don't I, I don't see any issues with that. I mean, maybe the one one thing and I don't know who you would take off. Maybe it's Kawhi, but you finagle the the forward position and put in beat in there. Uh, but that's that would be uh, the only real big argument if you wanted to make one. But otherwise, they got it. I think all the quibbles this year are going to be a little bit weird, right? Le- LeBron makes second team despite only playing 45 out of 72 games. And in a normal season, I think that that is obviously not going to happen. I mean, Kawhi Leonard missed 20 games in this season. But this was a year where so many guys 
missed so many games. You, you kind of, I think it, you had to go with your gut. And if you felt like LeBron James was a second team guy, despite missing almost half the season, I don't think that we can hold anybody's feet to the fire this year. Are you, are you with me there, Mo? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm never going to really be upset about these. Like these are very subjective. It's not like MVP or something like that. There's, and there's a different mentality thought process that goes into all NBA team versus your MVP awards. And, and that's a whole other podcast, but you know, I, I thought overall the no, nothing really hurt me with the all NBA team. I was a little bit surprised Julius Randall got to the second team. I thought he was going to be on the third team, but that's about the only thing where I was like, huh. Yeah. I think you look at the third team, you can see, I mean, Bradley Beal, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, uh, all as guys that could, have slid up to that second team. But again, man, look, this is a good problem to have. You've got so many guys who are being left off. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's not on this list. This list. Uh, Devin Booker is not on this list. This is, I mean, the league Jason is Tatum. Just like there's, stacked. we have a ton of talent, you know? And I just want to say this, everybody who's like, oh, we should do a fourth team. Okay. Then we're going to complain about the guys who finished 21st, 22nd and 23rd. It's kind of what we do. It's the same thing with the all-star break. Let's just rank them all one through 450 with a voting system from the media. That would be I, fantastic. I, let's just do let's it. have Seth do that. That's right. Seth, just take care of those tiers for us. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the pods we've got over at The Athletic. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that now. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and sign up. Thank you guys for waking up with us. Mo, you know what to do. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.